0: Here comes American Pharoah, and he sweeps. and growing uh, horse racing, true crime, I have an NPA, securities licenses, and wanted to learn about the horse racing industry, right? And Scott and I were just talking before, in life, you have to know your surroundings. It's basic. The other part of it is, always do your research. So anything you do in life, any single meeting you have, has to have a purpose and an outcome. So the purpose is to learn insights in life, because the world's changed after a pandemic. The world's changed. How does World War III happen? Now we know. How is it going to happen? Now we know. It can go through Ukraine, right? They're meeting right now. They might propose a peace, UN peace force in Ukraine. Every time there's a peace force, it ends up being a war, right? So World War III can happen. Things can go south fast. And in life, you never stop learning because life never stops teaching. And we, my wife's a psychotherapist. We worked in an investigation, and discovered here for 10 years. I have a friend of mine who is assistant chief of police in Tampa. The other one is a sheriff of Seminole County, known well. Uh, and, Crime shows, uh, you know, the fake ones and the real ones have things that are missing. So things that I've seen throughout the years that are missing from crime shows, we're adding it on here. Same thing with a sports thing. We're giving things that people have still five years away. They don't say, my problem is I was raised too well. It just, you know, I hate to see people unnecessarily make mistakes they can't avoid. Right. And you know, the, the podcast is good marketing. So the purpose is that to fill the void of things you don't get another uh, true crime podcast, right? And even horse racing. Uh, we got people contacted me last year. They were like, wow, none of the sports racing outlets are saying what you're saying. Now they are. Some of them I could tell even copy stuff that, that we had as we investigated. Part of my job sometimes business consultants have no idea what they're talking about, so I call myself a business concierge, sometimes I have to investigate things, I can't just leave it to the accountants, forensic accountants, I have to do my own investigation, private detectives, right, so the purpose of it is that, education, we're educating ourselves, great insight, right? people listening to the podcast last year, things that I didn't know, collaboration, that's what Ukraine is fighting for, right? We're collaborating with them to stalemate the Russians. The Russians, the Chinese, say that capitalists are overcompetitive and can't collaborate. Scott and I proved that 100% wrong. (laughs) We were collaborating on sports picks uh, since last year. We said the draft last year, and now we're back, right? And He's been uh, very Gracious with his time, generous with his time. And he has helping me on this podcast. He has family in the Massachusetts State Police. Uh, He's up there in Massachusetts. And we're diverse, right? Supreme Court Justice, Black woman. First Black woman on Supreme Court. They caught up to me again, right? Uh, I'm on the board of the Orange County Diversity Council. They caught up to me again. Uh, Diversity is in the fact that she's Black and a woman. Diversity is also that she's the first one that was a public defender. Diversity, race, gender, disability is very shallow. You have to have regional diversity, right? We got uh, Dylan, 19 years old from St. John's. Chad from San Diego, 26 years old. You need age diversity. Mm -hmm. Scott's giving me, and I give Scott, regional diversity because the news is different. Russia, everybody can have the news, but the news that he gets in Massachusetts is different than the news I get here in California. And every state is different, has different laws, just like the NFL. Every front office has a different set of books, different set. Every owner does their own thing, right? It's crazy, right? This should be best practice. Yeah. There isn't, Right. So you have to know your surroundings. Uh, We teach the basics of crime and crime with common sense, right? And you have to know the people around you. Uh, You have to have basic psychology, basic mental health skills. You know the people you work with at the job, the people that you're interviewing with, the people you are interviewing. You have to know research. You have to know a lot. Because look at how we're a $139 trillion market, but we're a stone's throw away from World War III. Things can go south fast. Some people are lucky. Some people, nothing ever happens to them, right? But you run a risk, and you can only make one mistake, right? So we did this last year. The more we dig in, the more questions we have. And you end up, the outcome for me was that you end up looking at the world differently. right? So you look at it with a different pair of glasses. I started out uh, British Lit. I was closed with, uh, uh, was in Churchill. You look at it through that lens. One guy was like the other day, wow, you have, you should have been a lawyer. You have a lawyer's mind. No, I've learned to look things through a lawyer's lens. Really, I have a finance lens now that I look at the world. My wife has a psychotherapy lens and we kind of, that's the way to view the world. So thank you Scott for uh, for joining us and helping me with this. And I'm glad you're fascinated by it. And you see the crazy stuff that's not in the Boston Globe, not in the LA Times, right? Because a lot of times uh, these are young reporters, right? So we, uh, Scott and I have hundred years of life. So I'll ask you this question when we start. Before we get this podcast, remember, each podcast builds on the previous podcast. They all tie it together. We started with Mike Gill, giving us an overview. Penn Nationals run by the mafia. The North Boston Syndicate. Uh, Penn National. Pennsylvania kind of repeats itself. Uh, You got the five families in New York. You have Steve Wynn. Bernie and Tr- Sonny Sherman got killed in a pharmacy in Ocala. We talked about Ocala. Uh, this all ties in together, but again, each state has different laws. Each racing board in each state is different, different norms, different culture. Yeah. Right? And these yeah. United States of America. So we share that you and I also, we look at things through a sports betting and in sports competitive uh lens right yeah. but we're not the type of competitors that you know want to kill each other right or that uh, nancy kerrigan right she got hit with a baseball bat in her life you're not think about doing that but we don't do it <laughs> so people deserve it we don't do it but we we compete ferociously and have limits right absolutely yeah, it's through really what happens in sports, but now sports has always and you know, always been business. And so it's been tied in politics. And what the Ukraine teaches you, you don't get involved with politics, politics is going to get involved with you. So I talked about all the different lenses I could look at. So this podcast, we're going to talk about the veterinarians. And the link to George Navarro and Jason Service is that how the hell does this happen? How do you become a veterinarian? And now like Mr. Fishman was a veterinarian tied in this indictment through yep. crime is facing 20 years in prison if he's lost his trial. So what lens do you look at the world through, uh, Scott?
1: My mind's always open. I'm, I don't jump to conclusions. I don't you know, look at people um, away at the beginning. I leave my mind open. I judge people and I judge circumstances by what is there in black and white, what is there in, in what my eyes see, um, and I do my research. You know, I, I re- you could you could find anything you want, you know, on the internet, asking people, talking to people. Um, so I I was taught at an early age to keep your mind open to judge circumstances and people as you see how those circumstances and people unfold because once you get to know a person they're not going to change they're really not going to change once you know their true person and their true character they don't change that it never changes so you have to keep an open mind when you look at these things just like in in you know sports betting You know, you keep an open mind on everything. You look at everything. You research everything. You do your research over and over. You fact check. You do it again. You do it again. Um, Same way with fantasy. Same way with high school coaching that I did for 29 years. I coached all kinds of kids. You know, I coached kids that weren't talented. I coached kids that were ultra talented. I coached kids that went on to college, um, on basketball scholarships and stuff like that. You keep your mind open to those kids. And those circumstances, and those parents, you get to know the parents a lot better than you do at the beginning. So it's got to be an open mind policy at the beginning, and then you formulate your your opinions as that open mind policy works. And that's how I look at things, everything.
0: Right.
1: So. You never jump to a conclusion because you can make yourself look like an idiot. That's that that's been one of the things that I've always kept in my mind do not jump and judge right away because you could look like an idiot and be wrong about it, so.
0: Right. So there's layers to this. Uh, and one thing to point out before you get into the veterinarians, yeah. that, uh, again, select the prosecution. There's something you're like, oh, this guy got 20 years in jail and he didn't do anything. It's because, uh, you know, it's not what you know is who you know. Uh, yep. You know, biases. Uh, I was listening to George Jackson and she was like, she tries to get rid of the biases in your brain. All you can do is try because you can't. And we all have biases. And Scott kind of alluded to that. Things change every year. Yep. Einstein, his assistant was like, Einstein, I you know you're smart, but these kids cheat and kids talk to each other one year from the next. You're giving out the same test you gave out last year. It lends itself to cheating. And Einstein said, well, the answers have changed from last year to this year. Same thing in sports grading. Every week is different, right? There is a baseline what you can do to make profit. Yep. But it's different, you have to do your research, no right? doubt. And, and oh, things, no. things change and can go down fast, right? So, when two thing to look at if we get in here. So, I look at it as you're a veterinarian, you know, you take your pet there, da, da, da. The veterinarian in Santa Anita, this is at the son of the family, has been there 28 years, has never had a store for. It. He's just worked, got his degree from the university, and worked for the Stornish family. 600 h- the horses died just in Tamanita. Who knows how many have died around the country? And nothing's going to happen to this guy. Where's PETA? Uh, there's an animal loving California. Where's the state regulators, right? So you have to do your own research, right? Because uh, I went to the Pointer Institute of Media Studies. And one thing they caught and said the reason you're into journalism is because the truth is far more bizarre, far more strange than fiction. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I read uh, true stories because they're crazy, right? My life, nobody would believe things that happen, right? And because we're not like Russia, but there's things like trade secrets. There's things people uh, keep quiet, like selective prosecution. People should be talking about this every day, not to judge people, not to say it's right or wrong, but to explain to people what it is. Uh in, in NFL now it's Deshaun Jackson, right? Uh, no criminal charges, just civil charges. But uh Goodell can uh, give a personal uh what a personal conduct you know conduct policy and can kick him out of the NFL. Yep. yep. He's collectively prosecute him. For him, he's doing it for PR reasons. And- Who knows, whatever else is going on. So the organization or corporation can penalize you. Uh, Boards can penalize you, give you a fine. The only people that can put you in jail are law enforcement. Right. right? Right. And it depends on the culture, right? Right. Uh, New Orleans. New York City really, it really parts of Boston. Uh sports bidding was officially illegal, but practically illegal. It was part of the culture. New Orleans uh drinking age is 18. The rest of the country is 21. Right? In, in California, you could smoke weed, it wasn't really prosecuted. Selective prosecution. What selective prosecution says is, is there's so many crimes being committed. The law enforcement has to focus when community policing came up on the crime that causes the most damage to society which fine but it leads itself to bias right into racism and all kinds of stuff i don't know one way or the other i just know what it is so i understand your surroundings in the world around you so for the most part every state's different veterinarians uh their regulations for them are the hippocratic oath right do no harm they're supposed to do no harm for horses yep so how does a veterinarian right go to school get involved with the horse racing it ends up 20 years in jail right so that's the question Uh, reading out of the indictment eric garcia says fishman and Gregory Skelton. The defendants are veterinarians who misbranded and adulterated PDs by illegally manufacturing PDs, Fishman and Skelton and illegally administering the PDs at Navarro's direction. So we profile Navarro. I'm gonna do some follow up on that, give you guys life story. But basically hit children talking we give you a basic, basic sketch. And what we uh, decided with our life history, Scott and I, is that uh, it was the Goodfellas, right? Where the tomato cans, were mislabeling and they were distributing drugs. Basically, they're doing the same thing. So next week, we're going to talk about Barry and Honey Sherman, billionaires. And what they were, were horse pharma- pharmacists or horse... Um, pharmaceutical company, and they had a store and a lab, you know, California, Florida, in the Stronach family. Stronach family hasn't been indicted. That level there, Stronach, Steve Wynn hasn't been indicted. These uh, Garcia, uh, Marcus you are here, but these veterinarians are vets. Uh, they don't have, they, there's no way they can manufacture anything, but so they got indicted with manufacturing, they didn't manufacture anything. What happened was, when Navarro took a spike course to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian prince got mad, right, because they had done this before, so they're not going to let him do it again. The FBI was sitting on this, probably getting paid, they had nine years of evidence, including wiretaps. They're selectively not prosecuting this. And they have good reasons to, right? Because it's, of course, is a connected uh, syndicate uh, industry. Like any other industry, there's a lot of other industries that are owned by syndicates, mafia, Russian generals, right? The Russian generals have money and, and own companies. They're rooting them out. They, they own teams in England. Right? So And, uh, to be honest, I've met people in corporations who are more unethical that are trying to kill people, corporate hits, than the Masha, <laughs> the Masha people, I like think. <laughs> All right? So there's no way they're manufacturing. None of these people are manufacturing it. And when you go through the indictment, Penn the astronaut, right? We would know has ties to the New England syndicate, Barcelona Sports, uh, you know, they're listed in the in the New York Stock Exchange. These were labeled in Pennsylvania, of all places, right? It said to Ocala. So Dunyhan Sherman can do that in a second. I'll you all day, they're a pharmaceutical company. Not said Fishman, the veterinarian. Who's out of Florida now? Epstein, They're like, Josh, why are you talking about Epstein? Epstein was charged in New York. He was not charged in Florida because I lived in Florida 20 years. It's 100% corrupt. Uh, the economists did a study of 115 countries to figure out which countries were corrupt and which countries weren't corrupt. For the economists, all 115, including the United States, right? Uh, Countries were corrupt. It's just the level of corruption. Same things with these boards, right? Uh, the horse racing board, city council. And you have to know now, when you look at veterinarians, and Scott can speak to this, Uh and I want to hear your thoughts when I finish, the level of professionalism, right? With me, uh, wealth services, right? Managing people's money. Ninety-five percent of them suck and do not know what they're doing. Some people are accountants; they kind of get in my lane, right? And since we live in the richest country in the world, it hasn't been brain surgery, right? Buy Tesla, buy Apple, right? You're gonna make money. But uh, by the grace of God, I have the ability to get my own clients. Uh, Most guys that are successful have one person net worth twenty million. I have three people net worth 20 million and above, because if I want to fire a client I'm in the state of my business where I'll fire a client mm-hmm. because they're shady or they're too much of a pain in the ass, so I'll give it to somebody else. We won't have two people left. Right. These guys are always on a banana peel and it's hard for them because they have one client, that client leaves them, they lose money, they're getting divorced, they have to sell their house, blah, 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 so I have three. So I have my own practice been working for really 10 years. Uh, people that were 20 million, 50 million, they're their own bank. They really don't want to hear from me. They gave me a strategy in the beginning with there's a huge amount of trust. I have fiduciary responsibility. So if I make a mistake, I go to jail and FINRA, which regulates me in the SEC can refer me to jail. They can't put me in jail, but they can refer somebody to put them in jail. Then you have people who fail, who say they're a wealth manager and are driving an Uber or doing some other profession, right? They can't get clients. They can't maintain clients or the clients they have doesn't pay the rent, right? So starting a veterinarian practice, you can do it. And it's not as hard as some other things you might do. Yeah. But these veterinarians that are at racetracks are not the traditional veterinarians we do. So you have to know level of, of professionals. Since this is a $139 million market, there's a lot of lucky people out there who are getting by and are doing well with pure luck. And in America, if you're good at marketing, you'll get paid. It's better to be good at marketing than to be actually good at what you do. So there's different levels of prosecution and there's different levels of professionalism. Some things you can do right away, right? My wife, she needs a master's degree and $10,000. Then she can get a license. Doctors have certain criteria. Lawyers have certain criteria. Veterinarians have certain criteria. People of the horse sector, for the most part, don't. So you were sharing with me very interesting information you got, uh, Scott. You kind of add on to where I'm going with this, people you talk to. And a basic thing we talk about all the time, always do your research. Not everybody does their research, Scott, right?
1: Right. So here in Massachusetts, we don't have a horse racing track anymore. We used to have a place um, in East Boston, which is – 10, 15 minutes from downtown Boston. Um, And what they did, which is a totally smart thing, is every two years or so, they would switch up their veterinarians. They say, why do you do that? A, they wouldn't be comfortable with the trainers and jockeys. B, there wouldn't be any flirtation with taking money to help those horses that those trainers were in charge of and the jockeys. to perform at a higher and better level, you have to understand in, in in this track in Massachusetts, the jockeys and the trainers were always the same because in Massachusetts they ran from April until around the Kentucky Derby to September, and they'd run three days a week. Same jockeys, same trainers. Because I would go, I would go there a lot. So you, when you got the program and you looked at the horses that were in it. And you looked at the jockeys. They were the same jockeys. So they would do a thorough background check. They would have what is what they called a, spe- a specialty folder.
0: Right. And
1: they would do background checks every week to 10 days on these veterinarians to make sure that they were still above board and they were doing things the right way. And they would also look at, the, you know, go down in the, the paddocks and the stables and look at the work they were doing. They always insisted that their veterinarians be easily accessible and be there for when a trainer or a jockey came in with a problem into the race in race day or right after the race, whether the horse came up lame, whether the horse uh, wasn't feeling good or whatever. And they would have to clear everything that they put in the horse with the board to make sure it was okay. So they had a list that they knew exactly what they could give the horse and what they couldn't give them. And every, day, every 10 days at, at worst, these veterinarians will be updated. And then every two years they would switch out veterinarians, whether it was a veteran veterinarian or a rookie. And you know, the pay was different from rookie to vet, a veteran, but that's what they would do. And, and it's a smart thing to do because these people do not become comfortable with the veterinarians very often. And then they say, okay, it's been two years you know, let's go, let's, let's hire another one. And they would look for another one. So that, that's smart on their
0: part. Now, because if you park, right? Park. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you look at it, what we've been I talking about 28 since 28 years, 600 horses dead. Yep.
1: Right. Yep. I think it's Suffolk Downs in Boston, Massachusetts. I think there was maybe five horses that died during the race. And, and three of those horses died because they're their uh, hooves snapped, their, their, their legs snapped and they couldn't race again. And horses were in so much pain, there was no way to, to help them recover. So they were you know they were killed. They you know bring out the, bring out the curtain, put the curtain around so nobody could see it and they, and they and they would do what they needed to do. But in all these years that that track ran, there were five deaths of horses. That's an amazing three of them were on the track. So that's an amazing ratio for as many years as they were open. So, right. You know,
0: and do they have a lab in there?
1: They do. It's not it's not a a complete lab, but it is a lab that that got them through what they needed to get through. And then if the horse needed to uh, be sent for more, they would send them to a lab up in up in northern New England to, to get them looked at a, a little bit more thoroughly. And the thing that the vets did in this, they would they would not hesitate in pulling the horse out of a race if the horse was not up there. They they would do it right away. Right away. And that, and that's a that's a big thing because you get trust with the track, with the jockeys, with the trainers. Hey, this horse can't run. This horse, you know, is suffering. This horse has a cold, can't run. This horse has something wrong with it, it can't run. So they pulled them right away, and there was never, never any question as to why they were pulling them. Because it was a thorough report that the vet gave to the track. So,
0: all right. So, uh, when you when you start thinking about different parts of the country, so let's prosecute. Florida, Louisiana, lives in different parts of the country. Lives in Boston. Lives in New York. Florida and Louisiana are decadent areas. People accept crime a lot more. Yep. Perfect example of Eddie Edwards, right? Eddie Edwards won the governorship of Louisiana in jail uh, with a felony, right? Most most people couldn't run or win an election yet. Like Huey Long, Huey Long, uh, my favorite politician of all time. He said, "Hey, this is how he ran." He said, "Hey, just three dollars up." out of those three dollars i'm gonna steal two and give you one you're mm-hmm. not gonna have steak for dinner but he's gonna have some sort of lunch at school right my yeah. opponent is gonna steal all three dollars. so why vote for a crook you don't know when you can vote for a crook you know exactly. that's the culture in louisiana so said fishman is doing all kind of shady stuff and he arrogantly, because he could have pleaded out, he didn't run anybody out, right? Get, snitches get stitches. Yep. So he, he didn't he didn't run anybody out, but he went to trial, right? He gets convicted, 20 years in jail. Uh, Eric Garcia and Michael Tendienzo uh, will follow their trial, right? You're going to be, there's going to be a trial in December and you have to put in briefs and stuff. We'll read it and we'll give you more insight, right? Fishman got killed by what? wiretaps. And what messes the whole logic up is that the FBI is corrupt. They're getting money. Uh, I got tipped off by an NFL owner who's paying FBI agents judges. <laughs> there you saw Mark guilt talk about, it, right? Everybody has a price. Uh, Within a four-year period, a hundred federal judges get convicted. How many federal judges are smart enough not to get caught? Right? So just because you're a federal judge, no. right? Doesn't mean anything. The FBI agent doesn't mean anything. When we were young, they used to say, always oh, get us a up here." Somebody got a doctor. We don't know. You know, he could be, they did a study, 80% of doctors become doctors. Uh, different studies, different universes. Doctors become doctors not because they like medicine, but because they like power and they like to tell people what to do. That's why Cuba, where you take the money incentive out of it, the doctors are better because they're genuinely like medicine. Right? And the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. Thrown out the window, right? Veterans have the same oath, research. All right. So uh, those are the veterinarians, you know, uh, next week we're going to do Bunny and Barry Sherman, we're going to explain to them who they are, the prominent uh, family, and then we will talk about the family, and then we're going to get into Steve Wynn. Those are the elites, those are the oligarchs. The oligarchs are above Putin. Putin might get kicked out, Putin's going to lose prestige over the war. Nothing's happening to the oligarchs. Uh, Bunny is a chairman. Nothing would have happened to them if they would have had some common sense. And that's yeah. something we will talk about. one. will with this guy. We'll give you final words. Uh, know your surroundings. What you do in Florida and Louisiana will get you locked up 20 years in Boston. All right? Know your surroundings. And uh, George Jackson Supreme Court. Uh, Blumenthal said, hey, you have book smart, but you also have street smarts, common sense. Uh, Navarro, all these guys service, Fishman, veterinarian, 20 years in Florida. Trials for not having street sense, common sense. They, they got throttled, right? Uh, final thoughts. And um, I'll put a lot in the episode notes. Um, The newsletter, we're going to do a quarterly newsletter. I'm going to kick it out. And I'll have a lot more information, a lot of underlying data, sources, and where, you know, citations, where we're getting all this information to back up what we are saying. So one thing I missed was that uh, Gary uh, Gary Skelton, he got off. He's not in the indictment. That says he wore, he's wearing a purse, right? He, he snitched somebody out, but he has to go in hiding because somebody wants to kill him. So if you could speak to that, right? Common sense, because you could be a great accountant or lawyer, know the law. Again, we're talking about levels of professionalism, right? You have to have a license or whatever. And then do you have a reputation where you get clients, where you get referrals? I don't advertise. I get referrals. All this clients, 50 million or whatever, they were referred... With somebody who I built credibility over a decade, or in one case, I made the other person a lot of money. But, you know, it got referred, right? So if you have a bad reputation, people are not going to refer you to. So that's a higher level of profession. And then on top of that, you have people who are book smart and then common sense. Final thoughts, Scott?
1: I'll give you a little personal thing on me after I, I go through this first part. Um, if you If you think in your mind that you are doing something shady or anything like Navarro, right. Gil, um, when the FBI will have taps and have cameras and have wires someplace where you can't see them. So you have to be very careful in what you do. And these guys were not careful on what they did, right. and they got found out. Um, so that's number one. You have to be able to to. As Josh said, know your surroundings. Do your homework. Know the people you're hanging with. Are they apt to talk to the FBI about this? Are they apt to know exactly where to put the taps?
0: Or are the people who talking to you untouchable? Because yeah. You're like, I didn't manufacture it. I didn't right. the labels and stuff like that. That's to be right. something like the Stronach family. Guess what? Destroying the Stronach family are not going to get in trouble. Steve Wynn's not going to get in trouble. Right. On the other hand, you're going to have to do charges you didn't do.
1: Exactly. And um, number two is I coached high school girls, boys basketball for, for 29 years. The one reputation that I came up with that other coaches would tell me is we can never outwork you as a coach. We can never. You do your research. You know. I have a friend that's in high school coaching now that calls me every, every day during the season about, teams players stuff like that because I you I do my research you have to do your research just like I went out and talked to somebody you know I, you know I go to the casino when if you listen to the sports betting that's not all me it's a lot of me but it's a lot of talking to people right when you go to Vegas when I go to Vegas in September I talk to people right and what do you think what's you know what do you think about Miami what do you think about this team what do you think about that team? Think about the players, the the the, uh, the structure, the setup. And you know, Josh, Josh, myself, Chad, Dylan, um, you know, Jim, we all talk before the show. And my opinions are formed on a little bit of that talk, a little bit of what I what I take in from the other people. So you have to know what your surroundings are, you have to know the people you're dealing with, and you have to also know to do your research.
0: Are they too big to fail? Yeah. And you're getting
1: I could fail just like the rest of it. I could go 0-15 in a week. Oh, yeah. Anybody could do that. But if you do your research, you're not going to go 0-15. You're going to win more than you lose. And that's the big thing. When you, when you go into the window for the Kentucky Derby, because that's the first big race that's coming, and it's coming fast, do your research. I had a friend tell me, I like this horse bet him." That's not how I am. I don't just bet on how people say I like this horse. I bet them. I do my research. I look at everything. So that's what you got to do when you when you do this stuff.
0: Do right. your research. Right. And in life, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Take anything for granted, and things can go down south uh, quickly. Uh, common sense is not so common. I'm not as religious as my dad, mm-hmm. but every great book says, "Know thy enemy." You would think the Russian military would know their enemy. Guess what? They didn't. And you shock how people get by with luck. Right? Better be lucky and good than actual confidence. And right. get things like doing their research, not getting a credit report and a background check on a business partner before you do business with or before you get married to someone. Yep. Yep. Got to do your research. And as we get older, we you find out uh, how little we know.
1: It's life altering. Everything is life altering in your every decision you make alters your life somehow. Betting, marriage, work, anything. So make sure that you do your research. You can't stress that enough. It's one of Josh's. He says that every single podcast. Do your research, and there's a reason why he's saying it, because you need to do it. <laughs>
0: Huge difference, right? You know, yep. listen, give Morrison Winston Churchill. Uh, unless you're independently wealthy, you're competing. So whoever is smarter than you, you have to outwork. Yep. If whoever is you're smarter than, you're gonna have to outwork him because that person might outwork you. So you have, and you have to track too because perception is 50-50, things change. Uh, people lie. So you have to track things and you make it different. Now, purpose and outcome. The outcome is I live in Southern California. Scott was from Boston, Massachusetts. Those are high rent areas and we paid that rent for years. Yeah. Not everybody does. 80% don't. So people end up homeless. Some people get killed. So we're helping you not get killed. Don't commit two crimes at the same time. Do your research. Don't take anything for granted. Right. Trust and verify. We've learned this the hard way, you don't have to. Sometimes you have to relearn it and maybe that's what nests you up, but it's right there. And the same things that happen to super rich people happen to you, but mm-hmm. don't think that it happened to that person or it can't happen to that person. You're there, you might not have selected prosecution, you might not be an oligarch or an elite. It's untouchable, but the same parameters exist.
1: Yeah, right? No doubt.
0: No. Yeah. I agree. Surrounding. And all this is free. Uh, a lot of people charge for what we do. Actually, sports. We kill them because we give you specific results in the moment. Every podcast is information to make you money. to pay rent in Massachusetts and California. Winston Churchill said, we make you living from our labor, but we make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening and growing, telling people about the horse uh, racing true crime.